Praise the Lord, saints, another Thursday night. I'm excited about what God's getting ready to do. Um, I'm going to also give you first the scripture we're going to go from tonight. It will be 2 Kings chapter 5. Turn your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter number 5. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. One more time. 2 Kings chapter 5. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for the anointing that you overshadow with me, God, every time I take this podcast. I thank you, God. I bind the adversary, every devil at every level, every demonic force. I command you in the name of Jesus to go back to the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says to us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every word that rises up in judgment, we shall condemn it. For this is the word of the Lord. Again, turn your Bibles to Second Kings Number five. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This chapter, this this book, Amen, really talked about a leper. He was a uh, captain. He was had the authority of many men um, of under him, but yet he was sick and he was diseased. And he didn't have any use and excuse uh, uh, to not do his job. Like some of us, we make an excuse for not to do what God have called us to do, ordained us to do, and destined to do for us. Amen. And this man was, again, he was diseased. I don't know if you ever seen these people. Um, it, it was like a modern lay, almost like AIDS or all these different kinds of diseases we have today. They were unknown, uncharted territory, and they were deadly in a lot of ways. Well, I've happened to work in a hospital for many years, and um, um, uh, sometimes the patients would come in with these diseases that was very abnormal. They were not a normal disease, like asthma or things like that, but deadly disease and was able to uh, spread it very easily. Amen. Well, this is a kind of disease that this, uh, this man of God who walked in authority, this man that was had, had power under his belt to, to command people to live or to die, this man, amen, Naaman, was a man that had access to uh, the prophet uh, Elijah. Amen. There were two prophets in the Bible, and one was called Elijah and Elijah. Okay. Elijah was the second one. The first prophet was Elijah with a G. Amen. And where here you have a man now who is predisposed for a very con contagious disease, and um, but yet he had authority over many men. We the, the Bible does not t say how he got this disease, but he nevertheless had it, just like of us. Sometimes we have 
diseases in our bodies. Sometimes we have diseases in our minds. Sometimes we have diseases because we don't know who we are in God. And we cannot function without knowing who we are in God, whether it's a natural or whether it's a physical, or whether it's spiritual, original, emotional, we cannot we cannot move except it is the will of God in our lives. But we have to know who uh, who we serve, and and the mighty God that has delivered us out of every affliction. But this particular man, his name was Naaman, in this fifth chapter. Second Kings, Naaman. He was one of the Gemini's. Um, he was a captain of a whole army, but he was a leper in the army. Amen. And uh, like I said, he was a commander. He was a commander, but he had a terrible leprous disease. Lepers, at one point, when when they were came they came about, they were such a contagious de- disease that when they would have to come walk through the city, the lepers were required to say, "I am unclean, I am unclean, I am unclean." In other words, get away from me. I don't want you to get catch what I got. I don't want you. Take this thing over your home. So, uh, uh, because even though he had authority, he was access to this terrible disease. Amen. And it tells that this leper, most of the time they spent, most of the time um, they were by themselves. But this particular leper, uh, they says he was valiant. In other words, he did a lot of things for a lot of people. He was noble. But yet he was a leper. Amen. And I believe that he was haunted by the nights when he would go to sleep and say, I've got power. I've got authority. I've got a little money. But God, why am I stuck with this dreaded disease that I really can't have be around my family? I can't really be around my my people because of the dreaded disease. But Naaman had to understand that God allowed him, not cause. There's a difference between when God allows something or he causes it. But sometimes he puts things in our lives to, to, to cry out to God, to him, for us to get us to where we need to be in him. If we had a... Or a or like full of money and all kinds of things that we wanted, perhaps we would not have been in the face of God. But because the most of us are not able to have the fine cars, the fine houses, um, and the places, things like that. So, um, um, so here, this leopard was still doing his job anyway. He wasn't hot, running for uh, away from people, but he was still running to help them. But he wasn't taking his hands and putting on them, but he was commanding people to do certain things to help other people. So he still had a ministry of help, even though he was surrounded by disease. We were, we are surrounded by disorder. We are, we are surrounded by this, this disease that we have now in 2021. 
we there are there's so many things some saying we need to wear a mask some saying it doesn't want we don't need a mask the other one says oh everything's fine and one then another person says oh we're gonna die we're gonna die what because there's so many things that are coming at us right now in 2021 and we have to go back to the Bible. When you can't find any other reason, go back into your word. Because everything from the beginning of this book to the end of the book, it is written under the unction of the Holy Spirit and giving us directions for our lives. Well, we found Haman. He had this, this warrior, this fighter. This was leader, but he was a leper. I've searched scriptures about lepers, but I want you to realize that that leper was the leprous disease was very contagious. It was a a disease that when you look on somebody's face, it made you feel like you wanted to vomit because uh, the face was full of sores. The 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 body was was oozing a fluid hanging out all over the place, and at some point, the leper's whole mouth or the the front of their face actually turned into a sort of a like a like a um a, a animal's face almost and so can you imagine this man was full of power uh, full of authority but yet he could not just walk around and be a normal person some of us like now we we we're like I said we're so uh, watchful about where we go and what we do not knowing that God has has uh, hit our hands on us mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you that you're not going to wash your hands it's not you're going to be more kind of watchful about where you go or what you do or where you lay down with or whatever but the fact is we are moving in a season of there will be much uh, kinds of diseases that are so micro little that we cannot fathom them, but God is allowing these things to happen because God is allowing Israel or his people to know that who he is. There was a time in America where the food was plenteous. It was a time in America well, you could just walk into the store and just get a little small thing of toilet paper. There was a time and a place that we could just go and any, buy any old TV at Walmart or anywhere else, and we didn't have to spend a lot of money. There was a time that we could get up and get all dressed up and go out to fancy places, and we wouldn't have to worry about masks or children or anything because life was easy. Or relatively easy anyway. But now life is not um, um, easy like it was. Amen. So you don't go to the store anymore now and buy one thing of toilet paper. But when you go, you buy lots of toilet paper. If you want paper towels, you don't go buy a pack or two. You buy in abundance. Why? Because we don't know whether or not we will have access to this thing. Well, it's so thing in the kingdom, in the kingdom of God. We have to realize that we must have access to the kingdom. We need access to his words, access to our prayer, access to the things of God more than anything else. Even now you find the drunks will say to themselves, 
something's wrong. Why? Because they know that something happening in the atmosphere. Yes. Something is happening in our surroundings. Something is happening even in our world to the point that people were killing each other life uh, uh, right and left. They have no 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 regard of life itself. They just do what they want to do when they want to do it. Why? Because you recognize that these are signs of the times. The Bible tells us in Timothy, I believe in the second chapter, maybe the third verse, it says, it says, for in the last days, their men shall become lovers of themselves more than loving God. Uh-oh. Now, I'm not talking about a agape love, but a love that I rather feed myself and feed my neighbor. I, I, I would rather have my own big old fancy car, and if you walk right past me, I will offer you a ride because you look a little dirty, and I don't want you in my car. The times are changing. People are changing. Seasons are changing come on, come on. because God is on his way back. But here we have Naaman, this captain, this warrior, this Syrian leader, but he was infested with with sores. He was infested with uh, communicable disease. He was confested with all these things. And being a captain, having to stand in front of everybody, and but yet act as if everything was all right. I don't know about you, but there's some people and things in my life, there are things that we have to act as if everything's all right. Uh, but yeah. there are times and we have we have to trust in God, not just uh, trust in a thing or trust in a person or trust in a church, but trust in the almighty God himself. Now, I'm not beating churches. I, I love churches. I love being a member of a church. But the fact is, at the end of the day, do you know Christ for yourself? Oh, not what your mama say, what your right. daddy say, what your grandma did, but do you know Jesus and the pardon of your sins? Are you doing what he called you to do? Are you paying your tithes? Are you loving one another? Are you doing what God called you to do? Mm-hmm. Well, we have find this man who was full of sores, this man that probably cried at night because he didn't really want to do what he wanted to do. But he was valiant. He was strong. He was powerful. And he decided that I'm going to go beyond myself. Maybe, well, ladies and gentlemen, you have to realize sometimes you have to go beyond your feelings. Uh, hallelujah. Because our feelings sometimes get us in trouble. That our, our feelings will make us feel bad about something that we don't even have to be feeling about. Because the enemy wants us to get us having a pretty party, a pity party, instead of doing what God has called us to do. So Naaman here was a man to God. Here was a man that had to be around a lot of people. This man of God was doing what God called him to do. And then there was this young lady that was taken from the the Jews and, and went back to the same camp where 
uh, 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 Naaman was, and she began to tell him about a man of God. He, he, she began to tell her, actually, uh, her helper, or the lady in the house with her, the queen, that that there was a man that had a great reputation of healing people. Mm-hmm. Yes, God is still in the healing business. Mm-hmm. God is in the healing business, whether it's financial, spiritual, social, economical. God is an all-knowing God can do whatever he wants to do when he does it. Yes. Amen. So now we approach this young lady. We approach Naaman's thoughts about what was going on in his life. Amen. Now tonight at this moment, I'm in Second Kings. Fifth chapter, first verse, and this is the life life application Bible. Mm. And the name it says Naaman, the commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man. Amen. So we're talking. We're not talking about a little bum on the street, but this man was a man to God. He had authority. And it says, and um, he was highly regarded because because of him, through him. And the Lord had given him victory, my God. Mm-hmm. And the man was brave, and he was a warrior. So this wasn't a chicken-hearted man. This wasn't a man that wasn't taking care of his family. This was a man that was doing whatever he wanted to do. He was running and cheating and lying. This was a man of authority and a man of integrity. And that's what God wants us. When I say man, I don't mean only men or women. But when you look in the Greek and the Hebrew, you find the word man. It it represents mankind. So whether it's a male or a female. It says, but the man was brave. Raymond, he was, he had a skin disease, a female. He was, he, he, was him, he was anointed. He was full of God, but he had a disease. Some people think, well, you know, you can't be sick. Uh, you can't be that way because you say the Lord love you and he's going to take care of you. So why are you in this position? We don't ask God why. We just tell God and know that he's able. Whether you're broke today, broke tomorrow, never be rich, be poor. We don't know why God does what he does. Yes, Lord. But he is king of glory. He is mighty in battle. And he makes decisions before us. In fact, he told us in a Jeremiah 1, first chapter, he says, Jeremiah, I knew you from before you were formed, and I knew you, and I have a plan for you, which means that we are predestined. We are, we are called from, our, from before our mother's wombs for what we call to do. It says, so it says, and um, it says, and the land of Israel. There was a young girl who served Naaman. So this young girl was brought back along with other slaves to where Naaman and his family was. 
and she had heard all the, the histories and the stories of the great healings of the master, uh, uh, the prophet Elijah. And because they bragged on God, every time a miracle happened, they bragged on him. They bragged and they talked and they talked. Well, they didn't have telephones, so they just talked one to another, one to another. And, and, and you know how things, how gossip goes quickly? Well, miracles, the signs of miracles come quickly, too. Because that's why a lot of times you go to revivals and maybe the first night or the second night, they're really kind of sparse. But by that third night, my God, folks are coming here and there. Why? Because they want to be healed by God. Come on, come on, come on, brother. But before you become healed in the natural, we have to become healed in our spirit. Because if you're not healed in your spirit, yes, you might get healed for a little while, but he'll go right back to the other thing again. Why? Because your spirit, the wind of God within you has not been touched. The wind of God within you has not been moved. The wind of God has not moved in your DNA to know that you have been touched by the master for the master's youth. So it says that she said to her mistress. So she's talking her the lady that, that she was working for. If only my master, talking about Elisha, would go to the prophet. Yes, Lord. In Samaria, that he would cure him of his skin disease. So word got around that the prophet Elijah, second one, she he would begin having miracles and people were being healed right and left. I believe some of those folks were slain in the spirit right and left. They were filled. They were filled with God. They were filled and they recognized who the king of glory was. So the Bible says that so Naaman went and told his master what the girl from the land of Israel had said. So these are prodigal people that moved from Egypt to another land. And they began to tell the people about the anointing that this man had. Now remember, there were two Elijahs. There was one Elijah and Elijah, okay? Well, the first prophet, he was so anointed. He was so anointed. And by the time he got ready to die, now this second Elijah steps on the scene. But I want you to know what happens. That God gave them double for the trouble. So with one Elijah one, he gave uh, uh, 32 uh, uh, miracles. Let's say the second one given, given greater. So every prophet has their own anointing. It does not mean that one's greater than the other. It just that means you stand on what God has called you to do. Don't Jesus. be like to be like everybody else. Don't act like everybody else. Don't talk like everybody else. Don't pray like everybody else. You, God, has to put the seal, the seal of approval on your life in your area of expertise in Christ. Oh my God. Why? Because we're all running after God. 
So it says, and therefore the king of Aram said, go, and I will send a letter with you of the king. And so he went and took him a 750 pounds of silver. That's a lot of money right there, back then. 150 pounds of gold. Yes, and a hundred cloak, a bunch of cloak, gold. And he brought a letter to the king. So he was giving a letter to the king. So that the king, so so that this guy could do what he wanted to do. He wanted a miracle. I don't know about you. Have you ever been had been so broke and broke, broken and, and broken and, and busted and disgusted and don't know what to do, don't know where to go, don't know about you. You you ask people to help you, and looks like sometimes the one that you ask to help you, uh, yeah, they don't ever have no money. But 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 when you giving out, they're fine. But but when you need, sometimes people just don't want to give for you. People don't want to do for you. You know. But you gotta realize that when you release something. Oh my God. When we become to realize that when we release something for somebody else, God's going to give you double for your trouble. But sometimes we try to hold on to the last penny. We try to hold on to the last line. We hold on because we don't know what God's going to give. But see, when you release for somebody else, God releases for you. Amen. Yes, he does. Again, number five says this, and therefore the king of Aram said, go, and I will send a letter with you, the king of Israel. And so he went and took with him the, 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 the amount of the money, the silver and the gold and whatever like that. So let's go on to number seven. It says that, and when the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and asked, Am I God killing and giving life that this man expects me to cure a man of his skin disease? Think it over and you will see that he's only picking a fight with the man. In other words, this guy is saying, can I heal? This man's full of disease. This man is still all kind of microbial antibodies everywhere. And I really don't want to be, be near him, but because of his authority, because of his character, because he was strong, because he was fight, because he took up an oath to serve the king and everybody else, I don't know, but I can heal this man. That's why you've got to go, you've got to have a man or a woman in your life that is so anointed that when things happen, you go to him. Amen. You will, you, you go to him. Not that the man is a God. Okay. But the man who represents Christ. Okay. Sometimes people say to me, well, why do sometimes it look like I mean, well, the truth is, sometimes there's some preachers that do all kinds of stuff. And you say, well, I wonder how come God will bless them anyhow. 
But it's not the man that's God's blessing. God is honoring his name. God is honoring his substance. God is honoring his word. And, and his word will never die. We will Jesus. die, but the word will never die. Animals will die, but we God will never die. The Bible says the Alpha and the Omega. It says that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was out form. And God said, let there be light. So before there was light, there was an eternity. Jesus. And in that eternity, God honors our prayers. But here this man, this king was saying, so what you want me to do? So why, why are you telling me this? I'm not God. It says, then this letter came to you. And note that I have sent you, sent you my servant Naaman to you to cure his skin disease. So now the key is king is saying, I realize I'm not God. Yes, I have authority. Yes, I have control, but I can't do it. I see this man. It just looks like it's impossible. And I just don't have the faith. So I'm going to give this letter to this man, Naaman. So you go and heal him yourself. Amen. Verse 7 says this. Then the king of Israel read the letter, and he stole, he tore the letter and asked, Am I not God, giving life to that man, except me, to cure this man of his skin disease? So he's reminding him that I don't have power, but you have power. Verse 8 says this, And then Elijah, now here's the prophet. Here's a man that gives that uh, whatever one of the amount of miracles happen in um, in like just uh, time. This 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 prophet had twice as many. Everything the first prophet did, the second prophet had double for his trouble. And so the the king acknowledges, and so now here comes Elijah. The man that's called uh, to to create miracles, uh, the same man of God that that loved God with all his might, that same God that smote the waters and God. Where is the God of Elijah? Mm, the same God that I'm serving for. And he says again, number eight. And when Elijah, the man of God, this is the man of God, that the king of Israel tore his clothes and he sent a message to the king why have you torn your clothes have him come to me and know there is a prophet in the land years ago a lot of people would when you talk about the word the prophetic office the prophetic office. Prophets are seers. Seers, present, past, and future. The prophet might prophesy something from your past, from for your present, or some for your future. 
prophets are supposed to walk so close to God that everything that's in the mind of God, God, he will speak it through the loins of the man or the woman so they can tell or foretell what God wants to do for his people. Amen. Amen. People say, perhaps, now, are there people that are the real people like that today? Yes, there are. But unfortunately, because the church now is full of hypocrisy, full of people that are lying, full of people that are doing all kinds of things, they look yes. as, if, as if that we are not really truth prophets, men and women of God. And I mean prophets are ordained of God. And I'm not prophets ordained by a man or woman, but a woman, a man that are called from the mother's womb. Yes, yes they are here on this earth today and some of them now are not prophesying um that we are now we are closer to the end than we were in the beginning they're prophesying hallelujah of all these uh, infiltrations of sin and degradation and lying and cheating and all this stuff why because this is the office of the prophet walk it the prophet, the prophet, the prophet is a seer. And not so much I see naturally, but I see spiritually into the realm of the spirit so I can give them a word from God. That's what prophets did throughout the gospel. Some prophets were chased and killed and mutilated and destroyed. Why? Simply because they released a word from God. And here, steps on the scene. This prophet now is called Elijah, the man of God. And he heard that the king of Israel tore his clothes so the king tore his clothes and he sent a message to the king why have you torn your clothes well it was a, it was a tradition uh, i guess would be a better word that when you are going into mourning when you go into distress and when you got to the point that you don't know what you do is one you tear your clothes you rip them off okay you put on dark clothing and you get down on your face as if to say god i need you unless i die God, I can't make it lest I die. God, I can't breathe unless you speak to my vocal cords and I live. Uh, hallelujah. One person, I, I live. I shall live and die and not die and declare the works of the Lord. This was the, this is the prophetic office, the mantle of God that I believe today that we are walking in right now we're walking the atmospheric spirit of the apostles and the prophets today not tomorrow but today yes yes prophets exist yes prophets said a word yes prophets hear things and then prophets don't always release what god tells them sometimes god god will tell a prophet something to do and they'll say pray 
You pray, you pray. You just sit there. You don't move. You don't talk. You don't tell anybody what God told you to do. But you just do what I tell you to do. Why? Because of that close relationship with Christ. Okay? My relationship has got to be so tight that when I wake up in the midnight hours, God's saying, speak to me, daughter. Listen to me, daughter. We watch you of this one. Don't go that way. Why? Because God's giving us directions for our lives. My God, my God. This kind of man, this man of God, this creation, this one that smote the waters and cried out and said to Elijah, where is the God of Elijah? And so I want to say to you, where is our God, Jesus Christ now? Where is in your life? What are you doing? How are you preparing for the last days? What are you going to do if things just disappear and you don't have no food to eat? You don't have anything. So where is your God of Elijah? Yes, yes, this is the prophet Elijah. Elijah. It says, but Naaman got angry and left, saying, I was telling myself, he will stand and call on the name of Yahweh. Now, this, this, this man, this commander, this man had authority, but I can guarantee you the last thing he wanted to do was to get in that dirty river. This one of the, was one of the dirtiest places that you could even step into, nor, nor less walk and, and bathe in. This, this, this water was so dirty. All you could see was is a filth in it. And, and you know, I, I know I'm a leper, but my God, I got to get in this filthy water. I'm, 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 I'm a captain. I, I'm a warrior. I, I am brave. I'm, I'm full of God. But you want me, prophet, to get in some dirty water and not just one time? You got a nerve to ask me to get in there seven times? That's what we do sometimes. We say, God, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. I just don't want to put up. God, that's not fair. Ever went to God and said, God, I'm not fair. God, it's not fair. I don't want to do that. God, it's not my fair. You know, they, 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 things not working out. I, and people ain't treat me right. Well, you want me to be nice to them? But it's not fair. But here you have a man of God that was birthed to his mother's womb to know and to give miracles. There were miracles through this Elisha. There was twice as many miracles from this man of God that was appointed, who's anointed, and when he walked, things that happened. But this, 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 this is Captain Sit down. No, not me. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not the one. I I, I, I can't handle this. Kind of like y'all sometimes. Like, uh-huh. God, I, ain't no, I don't know why I got to put with that. I, I don't know why I go, well, why me, God? What about what about me? I love Joyce Myers. She loves to say, what about me? What about me? Well, some of us say the same thing. Why do I have to go through this situation? I ain't done nothing wrong. 
look like it. I don't know. I put all my faith in them. Those husbands and the wives have did all this and this all, and this is not fair, God. But God knows what he's doing. There's nowhere in the Bible where you said that God has made a mistake. If there's a scripture in the Bible from the beginning of the book to the end of the book that said, God said, I made a mistake. Okay, like the world is today is saying, saying uh, one kid saying, well, I, I think I'm I'm a boy, but I think I need to be a girl, and then I'm a girl, but maybe I need a boy, and and maybe I don't I got the wrong parents because maybe they left the wrong one at the hospital, and so we're trying to tell what God to do. We're trying to tell God where to go. We tell God trying to tell God who to who to prosper and who to prosper, who not to prosper. Why? Because we're trying to tell God what to do. But God's not a toy. God is the almighty God. And when he speaks, things happen. When, he, when we pray in the Holy Ghost, things happen. It doesn't tell us when. He doesn't tell us how. It doesn't tell us where. He said, but he will. Hallelujah. But Naaman got angry. Like some of us, we get angry. Some people get mad and get mad. First thing they do is they get angry. They don't think. They don't reason. They don't say, the Bible says, come, let us reason together. Come, let, uh, come, let us reason together. But this man who was so valiant, so high-minded, so wonderful, could do everything, had much as he wanted to. But now all of a sudden, the devil got in him and he got angry. Angry, anger will make, get you killed. Anger will make you so haughty to the think you can beat everybody and you end up dead. Angry will take you out at all costs and make you hurt your own self. Why? Because you're angry. And when you're angry, you, you lose your, your, your thoughts, your sense of right and sense of wrong. When you get angry, you do anything, you say anything, you go anything. Hallelujah. We have to understand that we can't be angry That's right. That's because right. God tells us to do something yes, and we don't do it. Hallelujah. Sir, we have to stop being angry at the world. Angry, angry at the world because we want it one way and God says another. And we don't talk, we don't talk enough about our anger. We have anger and anger management issues. Okay, as long as they don't rub you the wrong way, or long as long as they tell you something that you want to hear, they're sweet. You're sweet. That's a spirit, and that spirit does not come from God. When you're so angry, when you start cussing, when you angry, you tell somebody they need to go where they're not supposed to go to. When you get so angry because you don't want to listen to nobody else, that does not come from Jesus, it comes in a satanic form. And newsflash, we can't get into heaven in an angry spirit. We can't get into heaven doing all kinds of things. We can't get into heaven just paying our tithes and acting like a jack bunny. Because we're not listening to the voice of God. 
God, my God. We're listening to money. We're listening to fame. We're looking to fortune. But we're not listening to God because this body, ladies and gentlemen, will end up in the ground. And if it doesn't end up in the ground, they may end up in a mortuary and all your little your little bones and stuff will be put in the earth. But either way, we will not going to be in this body always. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you got. I don't care what you ain't got. And the Bible says this. Who knows? You can have millions of dollars and all that money end up in the hand in the hands of a fool. And you know if it goes ends up to a fool, they'll be broke within the year. Uh oh. But you spend all your time saving all your money, doing everything you could do. Why? Because that anger management mission. Some of us have no peace. And you tell me how you know you have no peace? Just watch some people when they sit down. Just watch them. Now look at their faces. But you begin to look at their feet. If you watch watch people, their feet, and they're tapping all the time. They're, 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 they're tapping, they're moving, they can't sit still. You know why? Because they're angry. They're angry and self-centered, and all that anger is gotten in them. And now the feet can't even. Their feet can't stop moving. Even when their feet, feet, their feet still moving, right? Because they're angry. Because their bones are bitter. Okay. Well, here is Naaman. Uh-uh. No, I, I know I'm a, I'm a leper, but I, I, I ain't getting that dirty water. I, 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 I might be fat, but no, no, no. I, I don't want no. I don't want an ugly man. Uh, I, I I know I'm a, I'm the host of, uh, of of the army right here, and I know I'm brave, and I know I'm smart, and I know now to go to battle situations, but but I ain't getting no water. Oh no 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 not me, not me. Uh uh-uh. uh no no I am Naaman. So don't 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 be running around thinking who, who you think you are. You ain't nothing but dirt. I said, I looked up in one of my Bibles. It began to tell me what we're made of. We're a portion of copper. We're a, we're a portion of, of, of hydrochloric acid. We're, we're a portion of different parts of our body. We are made up of the substance of the dirt. And that's why when we die, our body ends up in dirt again. You come from dirt. You walk through our lives. When you get in the bathtub at night, you'll notice that your whole body, when you begin to scrub your body, uh, dirt comes off you. The more you scrub, the more dirt you see. Mm-hmm. And the more you scrub, the more dirt. It's dirt. Because we are made from dirt initially. This king, this, this leper, is saying, I ain't putting up with that. I, I'm not going there. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I am somebody. You ain't nobody until God makes you. You ain't nobody until God saves you. You ain't nobody. No, you aren't. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalms 8. And then Elijah sent him a message. He said, go walk seven times in the Jordan. And your flesh will be restored. Some of us have to do a spiritual working. Some of us need a, a spiritual wash. Our 
spiritual washing in the Holy Ghost, our spiritual thinking of the Holy Ghost, the spiritual cleansing of God in us. Why? Because we're dirty. Our minds are dirty. Our spirits are dirty. Our thoughts are dirty. Our inner core of us are dirty. Why? Because you could have said something. You could have done something. You could have done something and hurt somebody else. And you know, if you do not forgive and ask God forgiveness and die daily, as the scripture says, hallelujah, you probably won't make it to the kingdom. Nor will I. Amen. But Naaman got angry. Anger is a spirit that comes not from God, but it comes from the devil himself. Mm-hmm. Angry, angry. There's some angry people. Have you ever just watched angry people get mad? Angry people will make you kill somebody. Angry people that you say, you don't want to be angry. Uh, 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 talk to them the rest of your life. You're angry. You're cursed. You're mad. You're confused. Because the enemy, if I can just get you out of the mindset of God, if I can just get you away from God just for a little while, I will change your mind. I will change your heart. I will change your spirit. And I don't even know if I'm a Christian or not. And I'm still going to church every Sunday morning, praying everything, paying your eyes, doing what you want to do, praying Saturday, but not pulling the Holy Ghost. Why? Because you have been changed by your thoughts and your mindset. Because the angry, the raising of you. That's why Satan got kicked out of the kingdom. Satan got kicked out of the kingdom because of jealousy and being angry. And he decided that he wanted to be just like God. There's nobody else like God. There's nobody on the earth before us or after us. Uh, other than God himself. And because he got to be around the angels, he got to be and know Jesus. He got to hear all the beautiful music. He knew all these things. And now he decided himself, Satan, that he wanted to be like God. When he began to create a ruckus in the heavens, he got kicked out of the kingdom. Well, here's name and decided that he wants to be uh, angry. And I think uh, uh, he's, he's, he's too good for that. Well, you can tell me anything to do, uh, man, that God, but don't tell me that. I, 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 I don't tell you that. Number 12 says this. They aren't, it says, number 12, it says Arba, Aban, and Pharaoh. The rivers of the waters of Israel could not wash them and clean. But his servant approached him and said, My father, if the prophet has told you, do so, and it will happen. Sometimes people tell me what to do, we don't do it. Sometimes people tell us, tell us where to go. God gives somebody to give a word to you, and you still won't do it. You still worried about what God told you to do. You still worried about waiting on the Lord. And the Lord done gave you a word, but you ain't moved. God done gave you a destination, but you don't want your destiny. destiny. You want your destination. You don't want your destiny. It's a difference between destination and your destiny. A destiny. Hallelujah. 
is God that he called you from before the oh, foundation God. of the world. This great man that God decided I'm not doing what the man told me to do. I don't, I'm, I'm greater than that. I don't need to be around people like that. I am who God says I am and I don't want to hear it. I'm not going to this water. I'm not, I'm definitely not going to go, go uh, seven times because it's guilty. But sometimes that's how God makes us. God makes us in our dirt. God makes us in our long suffering. God makes us when we don't know what to do. God makes us when we don't have no place to go, no place to eat, no food in our, in our body to eat. God makes us. He's taking us and he's telling us, I'm going to make you fast. I'm going to make you pray. I'm going to make you seek the face of God. I'm going to make you. If I have to take you and put you by yourself on the aisle of Patmos, like he did John the Apostle, he was right there because God said, this is your destination on the Isle of Patmos so I can take you by yourself and show you the kingdom of glory. But when I get you by yourself, you don't have no distraction. When I get you by yourself, you'll know that it's God and me and me and God. And when I get you by yourself, you have no distractions from your mama now, your sister now, your husband your wives, your children, it's just you and God and God and you. And then you realize, God, if you don't take care of me, I'm going to die. And sometimes we get spiritually, we go spiritual and we die in the spirit. Why? Because we do not keep new communications with God. My God. You don't tell the prophet what to do when the prophet done told you what God done told you to do. You don't take things in on your on your own hands. You do what God has told the prophet told you to do. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how much business you got. There are times in a life that you need to take a pause break, put the button on pause, and go somewhere, get on the face of God and say, God, what must I do to be saved? God, what must I do to get me delivered and stay, stay delivered? But what must I do, God? But I know I'm closer to the end than I am to the beginning. I'm closer. And God, I want to do and just have a closer walk, a closer talk, a closer intimacy with God. It ain't about death. Let me tell you what. Death can come and go. But Jesus will be here forever. Oh, don't want to talk about that? Yes, we do. We do. We're human beings. Yes, we do. And those, yeah, there's some of y'all out of wedlock. You're running around, poor hopping, doing all kinds of things like that. But you know, at the end of the day, you can't hide nothing from God. And it's not about, you don't forget the word says this. Whatever's in the book, we're supposed to do it. And whatever's not in the book, we don't do it. And if it's in the book and you still don't do it anyway, you still don't bust hell wide open. Because there is a hell. They call it Shoel and some other things in the Bible. Because you didn't want to listen to Christ. You didn't want to listen to the Spirit of God. And that's why you jump and you get into all these accidents. That's why you get your money and then you look your money gone the next day. You don't know what you did with it. Why? Because God's trying to get us in a place that we can hear from him. Yes, yes. And it's not just, not just to the regular people, but it's prophets, it's ministers, it's, it's, it's police officers. 
and said, Prophet, no, that's too dirty. That's, that's not the one. God, surely God must tell me to do something else. No, no, no. And then the little lady, little young girl that came back from Israel came and told him, Pat, he said, he said, after, surely this, this man, I've seen him heal. See, some of us haven't really healing. We've heard of healing, but some of us never seen healing. I mean, a miraculous healing, abnormal healing that you can speak a word, mm -hmm. uh, uh, everything. Why? Because of there is such a thing as the healing balm of Gilead. It said, surely, Beth, surely, if the man told you to do it, go do it. But Elijah questioned him. And wasn't, it wasn't my spirit there. And when the man of God, the man of God got down from his chariot. So here the prophet is, is not standing up upward. He says, but he's now the prophet got down out of his chariot to meet. Hallelujah. We gotta have access to God. My you God. gotta have access. Your access to God is your prayer life. Your access to God is your fasting life. Your access to God is your meditation life. Your access to God is reading your Bible. The access to God is knowing Him and the pardon of His sins. And every day we ought to repent. Every day we ought to ask God forgive us. Every day we must not go to bed without having a conversation with God and asking God forgive me even those secret sins that I don't even know. Access to the Holy Ghost. But this man got healed. Because he made up in his mind. Yes, it was a little dirty. But at this point, I want to be healed. And y'all got to say sometimes, you know, all the things we've gone through, I just want to be healed. I, 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 I might could have some little money stashed away and don't nobody, but, but no, I need. I need you, Jesus, more than I need money. I need life more than I need money. I need a car. But God, I need you more than that car because I know you'll make a way out of no way for me. Why? Because if God, if you, if you could make a healing on a, 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 a leper who had even changed the facade on his face, a leper had to cry out, I'm clean, I'm clean. So when people would come before him, uh, that that same disease was healed through the man of God named Elijah. We never know who we have in our past. We never know who we experience in our past. We never know, and sometimes the closest people to think that are with you, amen, that you might not think there might be the anointed. You might not be what you think it's going to be. It might be, but you know what? Know with a surety if a person, whether male or female, if she has or he has the prophet uh, as a title of their name and they were called from their mother's womb, we have to sit down and accept what thus say the Lord. It might not be your, your favorite prophet. It might not. 
And if he tells you to do something you don't like, just do it anyway. If God needs you to go somewhere, but God tells you don't usually go, go anyway. Why? Because God has a plan and a purpose for us, yes, even in our dirty situation. God has a plan for you in this life. In every situation, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. He says it again. God knows what he's doing in our lives. We must follow the instructions of the leader. We must follow the instructions of the man or the woman of God. We have to follow instructions and not question. But God tells us to live in the whole load. Don't take the things that you like and do them. And the things you don't want to do, you don't do them. Because you cannot get into heaven without loving the whole load. And that's the word. It's not what Glenda said, but it's what the word says. I cannot take what I like and then take the thing I don't like and say, Lord, forgive me. Because God will judge us accordingly on our own merit. Again, God judges us on our own merit. Because he knows our heart. He knows what we do. He knows what we don't do. He knows the sneaky stuff. He's the underhanded stuff. He knows stuff that nobody else knows about you from you as 10, 15 years ago. God knows everything. And we must walk accordingly to the will of God. Just like this leper. And I was powerful, that I was strong, that I knew God, that I was brave, I was loyal, but I would just go get into the dirty water and do what the prophet calls you to do. I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, you learn to do what the prophet that God has told you to do through the word of God. The Bible says line upon line and precept upon precept. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of times when I preach the gospel, God gave me the word. I don't try to twist it. I don't try to move it. I don't try to make it dance around to the corner. No. I going my word, word by word, so that I won't be lost because I'm teaching something contrary to the word of God. But God is the Alpha and the Omega of our life. God is the hope of our glory. He is I El Shaddai. And even in a dirty, nasty thing that we think it's not God, God is in control. The flesh, the nasty flesh of the soldier, he wanted to protect himself. But the prophet gave him a word. And that's all we have to do is trust the word of God. Not trust in our flesh. Not trust what is dirty or clean, but trust in the word of God. 
that 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 Naaman should have trusted uh, the word of God, and he ended up washing in Jordan seven times, for his flesh had come back to normal, and he was clean. Why? Because he stood and he believed what the man of God had said. It says, I thought he would surely come out and say something wonderful to me. But only he told me to do was to get into dirty water. But I was urged by a little girl that she knew that the prophet had healing hands. And she trusted of the God in her. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. Father, heal our hearts, God. God, heal our hearts. Heal, heal our spiritual hearts. Some of us have been abused spiritually. Some of us abused emotionally. Some of us have been abused financially. Some of us have been hurt beyond measure. Some of us have been torn up from the floor of some of us have been molested. Some of us have gone through great trials in our lives. But heal us in your word. Heal us in your way. Heal us in your attitudes. Heal us, God, and let us know. Know that we know that we know a mighty, wonderful God. That we have to learn to trust the men and women of God. That what God has told them to do, that we're following their instructions. Because sometimes we can't see what others can see. Sometimes we can't go where others can't go. Sometimes we can't hear what others can't hear. But God, help us to stand in your glory. Not enough on an eagle to see afar off. But like the eagle, when the weather gets bad, I get up higher. So God, teach us to go up higher in your word, higher in the anointing, higher in the fire, God. And know that we're walking one day and pure gold. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I want you to know that God's working in all of us. Yes, he is. All of us. All of us have issues. But know that God's promised us he shall provide all of our needs. Amen. There's a difference between a need and a want. I might need a new car. I might I, I might need a new car. Might not get it. But if I whatever the need is, he said he'll give it to us. But we got to put our hands in the master's hand. We got to trust him when we can't trace him. We got to trust him when we don't see nothing. We got to trust him when sometimes we don't even believe it. Sometimes our unbelief gets a little shaky there. Yes, it's true. Yeah, yeah. And not everybody has such great faith. But we have to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that if God says he's going to heal us, He's going to heal us. Now, he did not tell us when. He did not tell us how. He did not tell us what day. But one of the scriptures says that even if he don't heal us, he can. So we got to take that attitude. That even if he doesn't, 
he can't. Because he's promised us that he will never leave us or forsake us. So what do you mean by preacher that he'll never leave me? Once you give your life to Christ, according to the book of uh, 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 Romans 10, when a man confesses with his heart and believes with his mouth, then shall she be saved. Yes. Yes. He will do what he has promised to do. Jesus is the greatest keeper. Jesus is the best. He's the best promise keeper. He has never broken a promise. We have to make promises and not kept them. That's right. But Jesus will keep his promises to us once we give our lives to him. Father, we thank you for the word. Father, we ask you now here on Radio Land and the Internet, God, if there's anybody out there in your life, God, that needs help, God, help them tonight. God, heal their minds, heal their spirits, heal their souls, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we stand on your word. You said, how about Kosha? At the name of Jesus. So at the name of Jesus, be healed. At the name of Jesus, be healed in your mind. At the name of Jesus, be healed in your spirit. At the name of Jesus, every circumstance is around us. Heal, 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 and deliver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. God bless amen. you. Amen. If there's any, anybody wants to ask for a special prayer, I want to make anything. You have the last five minutes to so, so. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. I guess silence is, con is consent. Okay. Well, we thank you for being on our podcast tonight. We thank you for part being a part of our little team. We thank you for being a part of our, our team, our little associates. Every day, uh, once a week, every night on the podcast, particularly almost every night, we have their service, somebody on this sign. Um, so you just stay with us stay tuned and we want to go from glory to glory in jesus name we want to glow glory to glory in our spirit we want to be filled with the holy ghost we want to what god has called us to do in such a time as this we thank you god y'all bless somebody tomorrow if it's just a dollar bill or bless somebody to help somebody bless somebody put something in your candy crown for jesus christ Amen and amen. God be with you. God be with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Bye-bye now. See you next Thursday night. God bless you.